the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Hi. Welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. We're glad you're tuning in. We're glad you're with us today. The Relevant Recovery... On this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Beautiful Sunday. It's Sunday. Uh, This show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation, and I'm excited to announce some amazing services that we are building up at our outpatient uh, wellness clinic. Uh, We're located at 2900 North Loop West in Houston, so it's just where the 290 and 610 kind of intersect uh, over there, so not There's too... them, them three buildings by directors where everybody knows them. <laughs> everybody knows everybody them. Knows We're in them the tallest one over there. Yeah. And uh, it's a beautiful outpatient facility where we have IASIS providers, peer support coaches, and lots of awesome stuff going on. And Candy Pants and Nikki Boo. <laughs> they love that you call them that, by the way. I know. Candy Pants doesn't care, but Nikki Boo probably doesn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Nick is a man's man, so of course he does not like Nicky Boo. And so, um, anyways, you're sidelining me. So uh, we offer peer support, which is recovery coaching. Um, we're all certified in peer support special for substance use disorder of any sort. And we also offer IASIS, which is a form of microcurrent neurofeedback. And it is painless, non-invasive, and it bathes your brain in energy to trick your brain into producing endorphins like dopamine that you're not producing on your own. A lot of times our bodies get depleted, especially with a substance use disorder. Especially if you're as dope as I am. Wow. You run out of dopamine. <laughs> uh, you're fired. <laughs> um, and so a lot of people come and get it because it's been shown in some clinical trials to really improve anxiety, depression, uh, PTSD, mild TBI. Um, we have lots of folks that come get it for various reasons, not just substance use disorder. And we all know how stressful the holidays are. I need to start doing it again. I've taken a little bit of a break from it just because my job and everything got busy. But what I really loved about it is, it first of all, it doesn't take long. No. In fact, when you get there, the check-in and the... The, paperwork when they're wiring you to the light socket. No, don't talk about it that way because people think it's real. Oh, well, when you're putting the leads on? Yes, putting which, the leads on. When you put the leads on and then you run it through the protocol or whatever and then you take it up, you don't even know anything's been done except for the reaction. Mm-hmm. And my reaction every time I leave there is just like euphoria, like mm-hmm. just, I don't know, zen, calm. I don't know. I need it. I you're, miss it. You're real sensitive, so you respond really well to oh, IASIS. I, do. Um, I really do. I'm hardy or more, you know difficult I'm yeah. them in what else <laughs> and so when i get iss it feels like i meditated for about 10 15 minutes there's just a little bit more chill to me and if you know me personally out there you'll know i'm not very chill normally and for so- <laughs> me it's like chill chill with a topping of chill and a cherry of chill on top of that i mean it's amazing so a lot of people get iss for various reasons um if you uh, want any questions answered about who gets it for what and the pricing you can give us a call at 844 and hope which is 844-263-4673 or you can call candy pants directly at 346 980 
3530. You know, and she doesn't like it when you call her candy she pants. She does. And um, also, we are about to launch special holiday promo pricing. Oh. And so, IASIS packages and bundles will be at a major discount. So, please call Candace. And, and so, if you've been thinking about it, if you've ever heard about it, you want to give it a shot. And uh, your first session and with, with your first consult is free right now through the end of the year. So, please come in and get that done before December 31st. And also, we have gift certificates for the holiday season for sale. So you can give the gift of serenity to your loved ones. So if you know someone who has everything <laughs> and you don't know what to get them, give them an IASIS gift certificate. I bet they'll love it. I want some serenity. I want you to have some too, but you're married to me, so. My blood pressure is raising by the moment because I just downed that cocaine cold brew. You and your coffee. Listen, listen to me, Linda. Listen, Linda. Welcome to the Relevant Recovery Radio Show on a Sunday afternoon, 1 p.m. Central on KPRC 950. Uh, we're also on the iHeartRadio app. It's a free download. KPRC 950 has a channel. You can hear us every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central. And if you don't catch us there... Catch me outside. Simply catch the podcast <laughs> section, Relevant Recovery Radio, and you can listen to all of our podcasts all the way back from the beginning when we were absolutely horrible at this and not just mediocre like we are today. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so how's your week? A um, little check-in. My check-in is, it's okay. Uh, I don't really have anything I should complain about. Uh, just well, I don't know it's complaints. It's just like... We've had a busy week. Yeah. And so I just think I feel slightly overwhelmed a little bit. Uh, nothing dramatic. I'll probably get some ISIS on Monday. <laughs> Have I disappointed you at all this week? Anything we need to air out on the show? Uh, I don't think so. But um, I really haven't been around you this week. What a good week. <laughs> I'm tired today. I went to my bi-weekly... Uh, is it bi-weekly or bi-monthly? Bi-monthly men's... Uh, church cigar night last night. Yeah. Um, we were there till I was there till almost. I didn't get home till almost midnight. And, yeah, I was already in bed, almost asleep. And then I watched TV until like one o'clock in the morning. That's smart of you. But it was a really, really good night. It was one of those nights where people were bringing up some kind of real stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why I just really didn't care about the time because men started sort of sharing some things that were personal. Um, it was lower than surface, you know, a little below the surface. And I don't know. I just kind of dig that. Like I have a real problem today nowadays with superficial Small talk. talk. Yeah. I, I don't do it well. And it's not, I don't enjoy it. I don't do it well. Um, I'd rather just discuss real things. And I know that you can't all the time. And Sometimes it's got to be fart jokes or whatever, superficial stuff, but for the most part, I just don't dig it. I don't either. In fact, uh, that's what someone brought up in my small group the um, other day is that they just kind of like a little joke, not like a stab joke or anything, but it was like, Heather's probably not very capable of small talk. <laughs> no, no. no it's, it, well, but I, I think we're capable. It's just not enjoyable. No. Um, I think the world engages in too much small talk nowadays, right? There's no substance. There's no real, no, there's no... Well, I'm about to get vulnerable with you. What? Yeah. I'm going to mark the date and the time. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio.
Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie Moe. How was that? Was that good? That was pretty good. That was, all right. I didn't do anything crazy this time. No, welcome back to Relevant Recovery. Um, yeah, so I'm just a little, I'm a little tired this week. We were just kind of checking in and I'm, I'm in a bad pattern. You've probably noticed it, but I'm in a, I'll get in a, here's a good pattern. A good pattern for me is to get into bed at a decent time and read and fall asleep early. Mm-hmm. And then I get enough sleeps mm-hmm. and then I'm able to get up and I have a great day. What I've been doing is getting in bed late, watching YouTube shorts <laughs> until one o'clock in the morning, not getting enough sleeps, and then I'm not able to handle the day. And And my work right now is is, is a bit rough. I'm, It's a bit rough. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Right? How about you? I think that... You have good intentions for getting enough sleeps, um, yeah. but you don't have much follow through. So I really don't. I have all the follow through in the world with the good sleeps. You can sleep 12, 13 hours a day. <laughs> I just say I like to be in bed before 10. I'm an older gentleman and I can't sleep that long. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I, I bring this up yeah. is it sort of plays into what we want to talk about today. And, and that is if I'm not getting proper sleeps... Uh, I think it plays into a, a very deficient area of my life right now. So the topic's not about sleeps, though, right? The topic is talking about good intentions, mm-hmm. right? And so we begin our day praying and meditating, or however we begin our day. We begin our day, uh, if you're in a program of spiritual action, you're, you're starting your day a specific way. Mm-hmm. You and I, it's prayer and meditation. Uh, and we start our day wishing to follow God's will, like God lead a path for me and show me how to be love, kind, tolerant, all of these things toward everybody around me. Yeah, I definitely do start my day with a routine like that. And, um, you know, I'm praying like from our literature, it says I'm supposed to ask God to divorce me from self-pity or self-seeking motives to help me be useful to others, to plan my day of how, um, you know, spiritually direction wise my day should go and and that hopefully i have good intentions in the morning but the follow-through is where it's problematic that's the problem for me is when i sit down to do that and i ask my intentions are good i I, i'm a hundred percent on board with that but what happens when um during the day life happens and you fall off the path and sometimes you don't even recognize it for a while sometimes i've gone through a whole day and i don't realize I've been off in the weeds all day. Mm-hmm. I, I've been ugly toward others. I've character assassinated or gossiped or just been ugly, Yeah. right? Based on resentment, fear, selfishness, dishonesty, whatever is hitting me. Yeah. And it's like, okay, once you recognize it, how do you get back on the path? So the, what made me think of this topic is that right now my work is quite... It's quite busy. I will I will most days get on my computer around 7 a.m. and I don't get off till 4, mm-hmm. period. I may get up in the middle of a meeting and go cook something and then eat while I'm in a meeting. You know what I mean? Like I don't have breaks and, and pauses. I, I get up and go to the bathroom. I come right back or I grab a bite and I come right back, but I'm eating it at my desk. I'm there nine hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to barely keep up that way. But <clears throat> on the positive side, I love it. I love being busy like that. My days fly by, and I don't mind doing seven to four. Let's do it. The problem is, um, let's see, do I be careful or do I just be honest? You should just be honest. 
I, not my direct manager, my direct manager, um, I get along with very well, but there is a manager above her that is a producer of confusion Mm -hmm. that is tyrannical. He, he rules or leads with fear. Mm -hmm. You constantly have to be on your toes. You have to walk through a minefield every day when dealing with this person. Because you just never know what you're going to get, literally. Like, literally, you'll be in a meeting one day, and this person will be like, hey, I want you to A, B, C, very clear. And you're like, okay. The next week, you give the exact same status, A, B, D, A, A, B, C, exactly the way he said. He's like, I don't want this. I want it. Did you ever see the movie Horrible Bosses? Um, I don't remember movies. Yeah, well. Is that that one with Jennifer Aniston and the pens? On her waitress pens. Oh, no, but that's another one. Yeah, that's one similar. But no, it's just... (laughs) That was a good movie. But here's the thing. What we're really talking about is emotional sobriety. That's really what we're talking about. When I'm in 10 and 11, steps 10 and 11, I'm in emotional sobriety if I'm practicing them. And even though the 10th step is a spot check during the day, where am I selfish, dishonest, resentful, or fearful... Mm -hmm being able to recognize it and do some action around it. And then uh, step 11 is prayer meditation in the morning, um, another appraisal at night. Evening review. Right. They actually work backwards Mm -hmm. for me. If I'm doing a good (laughs) step 11 in the morning, it helps me be more cognizant during the day. Mm -hmm. What is step 11? Step 11 is... Um, reading something spiritual, right? So for me, it's the Bible. For others, it could be whatever spiritual books they want. It doesn't matter. Something that makes you look toward a power greater than yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times people will sit quietly in that and then they'll pray. That's your quiet time in the morning. And that's supposed to put you on the path to God's will, Mm -hmm. whoever God is for you. Or spiritual direction. Right. And what it enables me to do sometimes is during the day when fear hits me and I react poorly, if I, if I feel the need to be dishonest because I'm being attacked or I'm, I'm being, you know, somebody's coming at me and I don't, I don't want to be on. I don't, I don't know how to explain that, but dishonesty hits you. Um, if somebody says something to you that's not okay and resentment hits you, like if any of these things hit you, you're supposed to be able to spot it. And the reaction is supposed to be an, a spiritual action. Mm-hmm. But quite often for me, and you've witnessed it because you're home a lot when I'm in the midst of this, and I have had some tirades. I have, thank the Lord, my manager and I are, are, are so close mm-hmm. because I can just go, curse words and all, here it is, this is why I'm angry, blah, 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 blah. But here's the problem. When I'm doing that, I'm not emotionally sober at all. Mm-hmm. I'm emotionally sick. The other problem is that there are people that I work with who are negative, who are character assassinating, gossiping, and I fall in line with that. I do it with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm no better. I'm no different. Yeah. So this is what I wanted to talk to you about today is how do you see this in your work what are you doing to do better at a 10 step during the day? Does it change your 11 step morning and night? And, and do you have these same issues where you are? Yeah. And I think that, 
you know, what we're describing is maybe uh, your example is a corporate world scenario of this frustration. But really, you can take a look. Everybody listening can take a look at maybe they're thinking of someone in their own family, <laughs> you know, right. that's maybe difficult to deal with. Or let's even pause and say maybe the person listening to this show is the person that's difficult to be dealt with in the family. Who knows? You right. know. And so um, I think that like what I said is awareness is half the battle, but the follow through is paramount. But you have to first try to focus on the awareness. And so they always say like the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? It doesn't matter what I intend to do. It matters like how I actually live my life. How you life. follow through. Mm -hmm. And so on a scale of one to 10 on daily watching and spotting and doing a follow through, how good would you say you are? 10 being really good, one being not good. Probably seven. Wow, you're better than me. I was going to say I know. three. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> You're so stupid. No, because here's the deal. Here's I would say for me, mm -hmm. I'm a three or a four. I'm not that good at it. I will it. say awareness is very difficult, first of all. But what I will say, personality trait-wise, people have different personality traits. And, and you are not very affected by others. I am not very affected by others. I'm very affected by and, others. And I can say one thing, you know, one way to you, and you'll get defensive towards me real easily. What are you trying to say right there? I don't understand. <laughs> exactly. Something like that. And I'm not... I mean, I don't care how people drive around I me. Mean, like, I just don't get emotionally changed by my externals very often. Not never. All right. Well, listen, don't go anywhere. Uh, during the break, I'm going to try and figure out why she's coming at me like this. <laughs> <laughs> don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio See, with your host. He what? I don't understand. Just say, say it normal. I can't. I don't have the ability. I'm too stupid. I can't do it. Okay. Um, so what I was saying is personality trait wise, some people are more easily affected by externals than others. But let me ask you something. What is, so the base, we, we do know this, that typically what elicits a poor reaction more than anything is fear. Fear, usually, yeah. Do you not get into fear a lot during the day, or do you just handle it differently than I do? I don't get into fear a lot, and if I do, I'm not aware of it. Um, mm. And I think this comes into play with um, the fact that I have a lot of faith. Um, maybe, I don't know. I don't In know what? what? Uh, in God. Okay. In that everything happens for a reason sort of mentality. So your and, hands are not on the results. And so I'm just always trying to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, that I have a clear conscience with God, that God's cool with what I'm doing or saying or, you know. And if my conscience is clear in that way, then I don't feel the need to prove myself. I don't feel the need to defend myself. I don't feel the need to justify why I'm doing something. I, and but there I are give, times when you do. Yeah, yeah, so let's talk about that. But okay. let's talk about that because there have been weeks this mm -hmm. year when I bore the brunt of your <laughs> emotional instability, just yeah, as you have bore mine many times over the years. That's why I right? gave myself like, a seven. It's definitely not never. It's just not something that's all the time or something that I might get a two at. I would, I would score you lower this year than past because you're dealing with things you've never dealt with before. But when, when you're in that space, Which space? stressed Fear? by the amount of work you have, maybe stressed by... 
others, your reaction to others at work? So when I feel fear or things like that, my go-to character defect um, isn't to yell or to ramp up the energy of the like situation. Mine's, mine's anger. I yeah. will subliminally control the background. I will subliminally get the upper hand behind the scenes So somehow. it's more manipulative. Yeah. You're using subliminal, I think, <laughs> as a nice way to say manipulate. Can we, can we get to clear that up? And so that would be when I'm in self-reliance, not spiritual reliance. Uh, in self-reliance, I will try to arrange ducks in a row to where I feel more order um, so that I'm not so stressed, and rather than relying on God, per se. And it doesn't really fix it because it almost stresses you worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and then I realized, man, I've been trying to control all these things and all these outcomes or all these people or all these, you know, deadlines or whatever. And it's like, really, like, I can relax. I should take it easy. And I should know that we're all doing the best that we can. And I don't have to have, because like, even like with money, mm -hmm. you know that something that I will get in fear about is uh, like our financial situation. I like to control all the parameters of that. Right. And if I control all the parameters of that without any input from you, then I feel more at ease. When you and I try to have a budget discussion, if I have any ideas at all. I'm like, I didn't ask you any questions, sir. I'm just trying to inform you. And that's a polite way to say it. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, really. So that's why... I just rather not have any more, but, yeah. but here's, okay. So let me go into this a little bit more. Cause we're being a little bit fringe because people from our work may listen to this and I don't want anybody to think that we're talking about them, but we are. <laughs> um, so I'll just talk about mine cause it's less likely that any of them are listening. Um, I will do prayer meditation in the morning. I will get into the word of God. I will sit quiet. I will pray. I will come out of it feeling such peace, such connectivity with God, right? Like mm -hmm. just in a great place. And then by the time you get in your car and go down the street, what happens? So I can usually make it, if I had to go to the office, I can make it to the office fine. But I get in the office and at some point, and for me right now, that point is one person. Mm -hmm. This one person has the ability to ruin my whole day. Now, why am I letting him dominate me? Why am I letting him dominate my emotions? My, because this person controls my future at the company, mm. right? And so dealing with this person every week, this is what I tell everybody. Every day I'm walking through a minefield and at least twice a week, I'm going to hit a mine mm -hmm. and there's just nothing I can do about it. And that should actually level set my expectation to just be okay. But with even it. if you if you know that, then why aren't you in a position of neutrality, knowing that that's coming every week? And I'll correlate this to road rage. You used to be a horrible road rager and a bad driver. You're much, much, much improved now. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, as I've said this to you about driving before, you would get so angry and yell at cars and be aggressive with cars. Yeah. And I said to you one time, I said, hey. Don't you know that when we drive in Houston, people are going to drive like that? Well, and, and I think you, what you, you said... Um, no, and you said, yes, they always do. I said, then why do you expect different? Correct. You are insane to think you can drive anywhere in Houston and some aggressive jerk driver isn't going to you know disrespect you on the road. But I think that the deal is that, first of all, I think many people have this person in their life, whether it's at work... Or home or at home, or where they have this person, this person that's able to manipulate them like a marionette, right? 
But that's not what this topic of this show is about. <clears throat> no, the topic of this show is like, why do I allow it? Why does the fear of this person's disapproval matter when in the grand scheme, this person doesn't matter between me and God? I didn't In see. fact, all that God wants is for me to treat this person with love, kindness, and tolerance. Mm -hmm. But what do I do instead? I get affected by what he says. I react, but never to him to other people, which means I then engage in gossip and character yeah. assassination. And I think that, so the topic of the show is good intentions. And you have, you're saying you have, you're just giving a specific scenario, which is not the topic, but you're, you're giving I a- I start my day with good intentions. Uh-huh. And then into the day, the follow through is the problem. And so this is where, it, with the fellowship that we're in, recovery-wise, we're correlating it to steps 10 and 11. Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of like- give And it, how working step 11 makes you a little more cognizant to step 10. And so for any listeners that don't have a clue what steps 10 and 11 are, um, Step 11 is where in the evening I make a personal review of my day, good and bad. How did I behave? Step outside myself. And I almost watch myself like a movie, like how was my behavior and toward so I'm others? I'm supposed to do this review of myself every night before I go to bed. Um, and then the next morning when I get up, I'm supposed to use that review as corrective measures to, in my prayer and meditation to ask God to help me improve my behavior today. And in the morning, I start by reading something spiritual. I take a pause. And so that's pause, step I 11, yeah. right? But if we go backwards to step 10, step 10 is actually something that's supposed to happen more immediate during the day. They call it go. the spot check review. Who does, though? The book doesn't. I don't know where that came from. And so well, it just sounds right. It doesn't. But anyways, it's supposed to be something immediate. Isn't it spot check? The literature doesn't say that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. So I don't know where that came from. People call it that all the time. People also call it the maintenance steps, and I disagree with that too. But anyways, my point, let me get back to my point about the 10th step. Please do. Um, so it's during the day we're supposed to actively watch. This is where the awareness comes in. We're supposed to actively watch our own behavior. For? For selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, or fear cropping up. And when that crops up, when? Why, but why does that matter? Because if selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, or fear are cropping up, I'm already back in self-will and I'm not aligned with a spiritual direction. That's Boom. problematic. I am out of alignment with God. Because if I'm in alignment with God, none of those things, those things affect... That's right. And so watching for the awareness, like I said, is half the battle. But when I'm aware, because that's the hardest part for me to practice a, an honest 10th step is trying to catch it when it happens. I'll catch it later in 11 before I go to bed. Oh, I should a 10th step that at night. Mm -hmm. And so, but what a 10th step is, you're supposed to be looking for these things to crop up during the day. Hey, I'm fearful right now. All right. Well, when that crops up, I'm first supposed to pray and ask God to remove how I feel and to direct my attention to what he'd have me be. And then I'm supposed to go discuss it with someone else that I spiritually respect, not to vent, not to process it. But so that person can tell me if I've done anything wrong, correct me and show me an amends I owe, if any. It's a spiritual axiom <laughs> yeah. that anytime we are disturbed. The problem is me. The problem is always me. And so then you follow that up by uh, going and helping someone else, being right. helpful to some other human being in a <coughs> self self selfless or altruistic and, manner okay so this makes sense in theory it makes, it complete makes great sense in, sense in theory but try to practice it on the daily <laughs> here's but here's here's a typical day and here's what happened yesterday and so i want to close this out so we can talk about some solution when we come back and that is yesterday by 10 or 11 o'clock i was furious uh because of others actions others inability to do their job and i'm the hero and i gotta step and i'm doing all this stuff I get on with my manager. I'm yelling at her about what they're doing. Like, I'm doing all of this. 
I am at a level 10 emotionally all the way until 4 o'clock when I get off the clock. And I get off the clock and I go, okay, I'll better know. <laughs> and I did nothing about it. That's crazy. I did nothing about it. And I, I was a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Um, I and, thought I was at work all day yesterday. And it happens more often <laughs> than it should. And so that's why this topic sort of hit me is what can I do but practical, real, because evidently I'm having trouble following through. No, I'm having trouble seeing it when uh, it happens. So That's awareness. where I'm like, yeah. For some reason, that awareness eludes me. I just get so caught up in everything. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So don't go anywhere. Be right back with Heather and Donnie Mosier on Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with See, your host, Heather Dunny Mosher. Well, I mean... It was kind of normal. You so. know what I was going to do? Welcome back to Relevant. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want a divorce. <laughs> the thing is, I was thinking about that during the break, and I made myself laugh because it's just so stupid. You were just sitting there laughing at yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am my biggest fan. I don't know if you know this or not. Oh, I do. So, if I have the best of intentions in the morning, and I want to go through my day... Because if I'm letting anyone affect me emotionally, they're dominating me. That's if I true. let anyone affect me emotionally, I am not relying on God. Yeah. But it's. Are you done taking selfies? Can we get back to the show listen, for a second? I need it for social media. Leave me alone right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish that I had better awareness. No, no, no. My hair is not looking good. I don't want you to take a picture of me. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Give me that thing. No. Uh, here's the deal. Um, a lot of times I am able to not be easily affected by those around me. You're definitely more stable in the emotional area. And I don't know why. Um, well, well, but okay, here's the thing. I work with people that are like you that are very emotionally unaffected things are more factual for them i'm a very logical a plus b equals c kind of Correct. person and i'm and, like, I'm, and i am just naturally you very are emotional, emotional and Correct. i'm not that way and so do you think that it affects me differently because of that do you think that that has a factor personality types definitely uh determine some factors on resiliency and how you're affected by the world around you this is why uh, you respond so well to iasis it's because of these same sort of traits. People that are more emotional are, or easily affected by the world around them or the energy of the things going on around them respond to IASIS way better than someone like me. Um, and so I don't know really all the whys or whatever, um, but when I get disturbed, it's usually really extreme <laughs> and you got to get me there like it's got to be really extreme. well but i will say this it doesn't necessarily have to be extreme but once you get disturbed I'm there it's, bro. it's you're gonna lose bro. like if but, okay but let's let's play this scenario out because we do act differently and i like where this is going so during the day if anybody in my company has made me a little nuts or i have chosen to, to get allow nuts, them yeah. to make you nuts you'll you'll come in and be like hey blah blah, blah. i'm like hmm I'm going to need a moment. I love you. This has nothing to do with you, but I'm going to need some separation because I'm having some work issues. It has nothing to do with it. I'll tell you that. Whereas when it finally 
when your situation, whether it be at work or with somebody personally or whatever, when it pushes you to that point, I get the lashback from you. Defcon like, three. Yeah. Once you get to that point, you get snarky, mean. Snarky. Yeah, I said it. Snarky. Uh, I'm not even scared. I said it. They're gonna have to bleep that word out of this show. <laughs> Call me snarky. <laughs> I listen. I don't get defensive easily. But once you hit that point, you take it out on me quite I don't, often. Yeah, and I don't feel the need to defend or justify myself very often. And um, usually, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And what I don't know is I lack the awareness sometimes that something is chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, ah, chipping we away. We finally got to the honesty, folks. And then I'm like, rar. Okay. I'm a ten. So we and both get. We, we both fall into the unaware we both fall into the area of i don't see selfishness dishonesty resentment or fear i don't i don't see Our, those things happen human default is that we blame other people well if my mm -hmm. boss wasn't that way or she wasn't that way or he wasn't that way yeah, yeah. and it's like stop look yeah. inside yourself what's going wrong in me because there have been days when that guy that affects me so much is blah is rar and it doesn't affect me a bit but most of the time he's rar and it affects me why what's the difference in the days that it doesn't affect mm -hmm. me but this is no different than if we go back to step four and we're writing resentment inventory making the grudge list you're not writing a list of everything that's ever wrong happened to you you're writing a list of the ones you still refeel and right. so I actually propose this scenario to girls when I'm taking them through the steps. Are you saying I have to do inventory? I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, look, why is it affecting you? Why is this a reoccurring Wait, thing? Can I, I be a sponsor of yours? Say I need to do inventory. Okay. Say it. You need to do inventory. Oh, you know what? It doesn't really affect me anymore. You know what? I'm feeling much better. I forgive them. We're good. You feel over it? Yeah, I'm over it. We're good. Until the next time I'm not good, which is yeah, I'm by gonna the end of the day. Yeah, I'm going to need you to write it anyway. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. You're right. I need to do an in-depth uh -huh. on this person. And why do they affect me so much? What is in you that's causing this reoccurring issue to happen? Because that's kind of our point is yes. that when I leave the house, when I'm done with my prayer meditation in the morning, and my intention is to follow the dictates of a higher power, yep. what gets me out of whack is what? Is me. Mm -hmm. It's my internal condition. It's me relying on me. It's me being in the results game because for me. Because some people might say something like, uh, look at what you made me do. Like that kind of phrase. Yeah. And I always kind of giggle inside because no one can make you do anything. Correct. They can't make you feel anything. They can't make no. you. No. Um, and only you can give them the power to dominate you. And if you give people the power to dominate you, why? Why would you give someone the power to dominate you? And so you have to look at the world and its people and in what way they dominate you. And luckily in the fellowship, you and I have some tools and some inventory we write to sit with our sponsor and take a look at ourselves in an in-depth kind of way. But it's important to do that on a regular basis so that steps 10 and 11 are easier mm -hmm. and it doesn't build up where you need to go back and do four. If you just kind of stay caught up on this stuff, it doesn't build up. That's not my default though. Like full disclosure, that's my fault is I don't stay really in, in 10 and 11 on a consistent enough basis because mm. it's more subliminal. It chips away, it chips away, it chips away. And I'm like, crap, I need to write four pieces of inventory. Well, and the reality for me is if we look at 10 being one thing to look at and 11 being two, mm -hmm. right? you know what I mean? Like 10 is your spot check and 11 being your prayer meditation morning, morning and night, I do a third. Mm-hmm. 
I, you and I are both fairly good at morning prayer and meditation. We both have a pretty solid routine. I mean, every once in a while I slip, but it's not very often. What if I could do the same with my nightly review or on my spot check every day? What if? Right. And I guess that's what I want. What could God do in you if you had that follow through? If I actually did something about it. <laughs> yeah. You know what's intoxicating? Or, or let me just say this. Or just keep being a victim and what's, keep complaining about it. What's and intoxicating? Keep not free. There's that option too. Right. But what's intoxicating about the flesh is the feeling of self-righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a victim gives you the ability to have self-righteous, self-righteous anger. And to complain about it to other people and they'll co-sign you and make you feel better in the moment. But really, like even justified anger still kills me spiritually. I don't get mm-hmm. to have justified anger in recovery. Mm-hmm. It's poison for my spirit. It's poison for my spiritual walk. And so I really have to take a look at set aside whether it's justified or fancied in my head. Why is something, a scenario, a person, a thought dominating me? Why does so it make me So what fearful? do you do during the day? Like if, you, if you're talking to a sponsee, what would you tell them? How do they watch? You really have to ask for awareness included in your morning spiritual discipline of looking for it, but also ask other people, the closest around you that are aware of it, to hold you accountable, to point it out to you. I don't you. like it when you hold me accountable. Point it out to you. And when you're around someone uh, that notices that you do these sort of, this is how I executed dramatic change at three months sober with the other issue that Mm -hmm. I have. Mm -hmm. And I I asked the people closest to me, hey, this is bothering me. Please help me watch for it. Can you please point it out in me when I do it? And also with your morning praying about it with... Accountability is key, though. Correct. Correct. Accountability is key because it's just if it's just a secret in your head and you don't ever share it with anybody else and you don't ever ask anyone else to help you, uh, it's highly likely that freedom isn't going to come from but, your own intentions. Oh, I guess. But what I mean, though, is that what we are always saying is that lack of power is our dilemma. Yeah. And so I see this dilemma that I have. The dilemma is that I've got this person that I'm allowing to dominate me, dominate my behavior, dominate my emotions. And I have to succumb to the idea that I don't have the power to change it, that I've got to go into prayer and meditation. I've got to lean on the others around me. I've got to lean into God for this to be taken and care of. sometimes it's about a willingness to stop focusing on what you think is the problem and just go help someone else instead. Go be a helpful person. You know what I mean? Sometimes <laughs> if you do the opposite, if I stop worrying about me and worry about others, it all fixes itself. That's the paradox of it. And don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Thanks for listening to Relevant Recovery Radio today with Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hashtag God, though.